of Jesus. we want to go to serious matters God was so precise I think this is the most accurate conference we have had and it will be unreasonable of us not to make plans to take strategic steps in keeping with the responsibility that we began to perceive individually and corporately. Acts 17 verse 22 hallelujah it's time for business Acts 17 22 then Paul stood in the midst of Mass Hill and said ye men of Athens I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious for I, as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship. Him declare I unto you, God has made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Neither is worshipped with man's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. That's the El Shaddai, sustains all, sustained by none, and has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth, and has determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. In the book of Acts chapter 17 verse 26 we see meanwhile I need to really appreciate mommy for <laughs> that message we are still we are adjusting our heart and um, we trust God that each and every one of us will take those messages 
put them on our phones and digest it. Amen. Now, in verse 26, the Bible reveals two important things governed by the sovereignty of God. Two important things governed by the sovereignty of God. First of all, this is Paul trying to bring the truth of the gospel to a people that had a lust for worship. And so, in presenting the gospel to them, he took advantage of their lust as an appendage to enter into their world. First of all, he showed them the fact that their lust was not channeled in an accurate fashion. Given that the God of heaven and earth cannot dwell in temples made by hands. And these guys were free thinkers. If you bring a more superior argument, they are ready to, you know, subscribe to your philosophy. Because it is the opinion that the God that created everything in a delicate balance is a God that sustains the highest level of reason. And as such, if you could bring a perspective that was more superior along the lines of reason, you could catch their attention. So when Paul saw their lust and he saw their condition, he took on reaching out to them from the same context of their lust. By bringing them to an understanding of the fact that God could not dwell in temples made by hands, seeing that he has no need of anything. Also, taking into account the fact that God is the one that gives life, breath, and everything. He cannot be so insufficient as to need worship from humanly built temples. Now, when he began to go from that standpoint, he was able to capture the understanding. Now, in building his point, as he attempted to bring them closer to a point where their heart would be poised to receive the gospel of Christ, he now brought out two factors. First of all, he made us to understand that God had made man of one blood. And then, after creating us from one blood, he pre-appointed our times of visitations and the boundaries of our habitations. So, those are two factors that Paul wanted us to understand as factors that are under the influence of the sovereignty of God. The times of our visitation and the boundaries of our habitation. Now, my point of emphasis this evening is the second factor. The boundary of our habitation. We must understand some things about the places where we dwell. It is God's sovereignty that has ordained that at this point in time, our habitation will be Makodi. 
Hallelujah. Don't think that it is because your father retired from police. And having retired from the police force, his last station was Makodi headquarters, police. And that was how you guys found yourself in Makodi, according to scripture. Where the locality where a man is found is a function of the orchestrations of God. Hallelujah. Now, see, it's needful to understand that purpose is attached to locality. Supply is attached to locality. The dealings of God are trapped within a particular context and location. Many of us wanted to go to universities in the north. I particularly applied for University of Jaws because of the weather. And the admission was not forthcoming. I applied to APU Zaria. The admission was not forthcoming. And then when I applied to Bay University, it was even late. And it was so that the people in the village would not say that I had an opportunity, I did not take advantage of it because I was discriminating. So I tried in an application and threw it out there. And it was late and the name now came out. The ones I submitted on time didn't come out. It was an orchestration of God. He shut the doors that would have taken me out of the will of God and opened the one that would bring me into God's way. In youth service, my first posting was to Sokoto. God did not want me to go. That was not his idea. So he shut the door. And then the next posting was to Kano. And then Kano, he released me to go. And today, there are tales about the move of God in my life that I cannot fully tell except I make mention of Kano. The dealings of God are actually factored into the location where we find ourselves. Your office, your location, your neighborhood. Are you with me? The people that will bring attacks at your life are people that are within this environment and it's God that plants you there part time and so that you'll be exposed to the attendant pressures that the environment will bring in keeping with his sovereign plan for your life now I know preachers that God has planted in some places and they felt that those places were dry and they left by an act of their own will to other places, only to discover that that thing they call dry actually had along with it the grace and the support of God. By the time they went to the places that were not dry, there was no allocation for them in those places. Because it's the sovereignty of God that determines the location, the boundaries of our habitation. Are you still with me? I say, are you here? Now, given all of that, it is needful as a spiritual man for you to understand the location where God has planted you part-time. I'm not talking about the place as Makodi. I'm talking about the spiritual Makodi. Are you with me? We were going to a few things the other day even though I have not preached on those things here. 
we are talking about the foundation upon which cultures are established. And we saw six factors. Who can still remember the things we mentioned? Heritage is one of the factors. Promises. Now, we took that one from Israel. Heritage, promises, prophecies, covenants, and oaths. That's concerning the nature, the nation of Israel. But in other territories, there are heritages that are not divine. There are covenants that are not of God. Instead of promises, there are curses. Are you with me? Now, there are two things that hang over every city. The curses in that city and the prophecies in that city. We were reading out Pa Elton's prophecy over Boko. The last time I went to Boko, if there was anything I saw consistently from the way the city was and even the way the pastors in the land were, suggested that there was much more of a cause playing out than a prophecy playing out. Are you Now, so I'm talking about today, we want to peep into those pillars that are responsible for the nature and the character of the city in which we dwell. Let's look at it. Alright? Now, you see, are you with me? I said that the boundaries of our habitation is one of the things that the sovereignty of God determines. Given that the sovereignty of God determines that, it means that the dealings of God are in that location. The dealings of God for your life. Like, if I had gone to ABU, maybe I would have missed God. The dealings of God for my life were in Benue State University. And I encountered those dealings. I challenged some demons there. And all those things in that environment were specifically ordained by God to build me up. Are you following? Now, when I, when I went to Kano, it was of God. There were challenges there, there were dealings there, there were situations there, there were circumstances there, and everything that was in the system, because I was planted there by God, somehow was under obligation to work out God's purposes. Even in situations where the conditions were not favorable, it was allowed by God to work out something. Because I was in that location that God's sovereign will had permitted. Now, I said, okay. In that very location, in order for us to be truly prophetic and to understand the things that we are dealing with, are you with me? It is needful for us to understand what is in charge of the civilization that has taken over the cities where we dwell. Just a little investigation beyond the surface. Okay? Just a little information beyond the surface. 
You could see that in the prophecy of Zechariah, the Holy Ghost was returning. And the Holy Ghost was revealing the foundations upon which the things is coming to activate. That is part and parcel of what has forged that nation and forged the purposes that stand before that nation. So when the Spirit of God began to return, He began to emphasize those foundations again. The promises, the heritage, the prophecies, the oaths, and the covenants. We'll look into that. We'll go into that towards the end of the year. Alright? When we talk about godly foundations and occultic foundations. Then you are going to see the work of a prophet. A prophet will be sent in the day when the foundations of God are no longer in place with a mandate to restore those foundations into the civilization. Alright? There is a technique and a technology by which you can achieve this. But as we build ourselves, as we build today, I would like us to peep at this city. Look at Benway State and then try to find out what are the pillars that have shaped the current trends that we see around. Amen. Now, I don't know if it is here we did that study. We studied about principalities. Now, principalities are very intelligent spiritual beings. Very, very intelligent. Now, demons, local demons may not be too intelligent. But principalities are very intelligent and they have the advantage of experience. They understand your father, your great-grandfather, your great-great-grandfather. They understand your lineage, they understand the kind of things, weaknesses that they were able to factor into that family line. They, they know that it is easier for them to tempt you along those lines and get results because it's something that is so much a part of that line. They understand all of that. They are very intelligent beings. But in order for principalities to control a large mass of people, if my study of the Bible is accurate, principalities operate in the heavens. Spiritual host of wickedness operates in the territory, taking instructions from, from principalities. Principalities operate in the heavens. That's why you see scriptures talk about the prince of Persia, the prince of Greece. They operate in the heavens. And they determine patterns and trends in society. They exert their influence by developing programs. Are you with me? There's no way I can break that down further. I'm going somewhere strong today. Now, this young man, he read computer science. So, I want him to explain what a program is. In the simplest language. Me, I know it in my head, but I may not be able to explain. What is a program? Help us, please. 
Use simple language. Well, a program is set of codes that is written in well-defined order in a language that is understandable by a system in order to get a particular by computer written in a particular order in order in a language that is understandable that the computer will understand in order to get a particular desired output from the computer A set of codes, the computer can understand it. You will need an output. Just like we want to write a timetable. Okay? Or we want to give us an example. That is, before I continue, the output, the output. okay. Okay, the concept of the programming was developed. Um, I know there are engineers here on and off. It's like a switch. Eh, just, uh, just on off. So I want to get the number seven. I want to get an output of the number seven on the screen. Number seven on the screen. Now, most of us have used digital wristwatches before. You know that everything is like this, this, this. There are just different sections like this that make maybe zero. Zero is like this, like this, like this, like this, like this, and two, like this. So I will need to put in a code that will, if it's seven, that will represent, that will bring out just this one, this one, and this one. Those three. You understand? I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Did you get what I said? Okay, on the that digital that analog and the wristwatch, you will see if it is zero, you will see the numbers are all factored into this, all like this. So it means that you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven places, possible places, and all is factored by codes of zero, one, zero, one. So maybe zero. If I put in a code of zero, zero, all that will come out on the screen is just one. Are you seeing what I'm saying? If you put a code of no. zero, zero, the output will be this line. So zero in seven places because there are seven 
seven places. So it will just be. So there's a binary, there's a way to understand this code, you know, put it. Uh, there's a way to understand it that you can put zeros and ones in such a way that if this place and this, I can put zero, zero, one, zero, 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 and it will be, it will be like this. That will come out. Now what I want is seven. So my program is that code. I, what I desire from the computer, the output is seven. So, so my program is this set of codes, these codes that I'm going to input, maybe like this, that will now make sure that, because I have the idea of what I want, that when I enter into the computer, the computer understands these codes. So when I enter into it in the order, because if I miss the order, I don't get the output. So if I enter it in the output, in the order, in the language that the computer understands, and I get my output, which is this, on the screen. Adeji, you got it now? So we put in the codes. You can understand the codes, but the computer can what? You know what you want. You understand the language. Then you put in the codes to get the output. Is that clear? Clear enough. Now, principalities understand human beings. Much more than you think. They even know how you think more than you. And they have experience. So what they do is that they develop programs. Programs over cities such that they can obtain certain output in that city. You get that? Now, that means they are going to do some codes to get the output. You get that? Now, can we... Oh, I don't want to... We don't have time to go into scriptures. I will show you how principalities operate. If you have gone to the book of Revelation before, you will see statements like this. You will hear statements like this. The mystery of the seven seas. The mystery of this. The mystery of that. What is a mystery? According to the scripture, is that which eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, and it has not occurred to the heart of man. That's a mystery. It's beyond human scope. So when principalities want to concoct a program, the code they use is what they call mystery. You get it? And they concoct that mystery with a view of getting a certain output. One of the mysteries, are, are you with me? If you are still with me, say amen. amen. Just give me 20 minutes to explain these dragons before I go into some actual life issues and why we need to strategize in this season. So, we have input. 
We impute codes that are configured after programming language. The computer can understand the codes and the instruction that the codes are given and produce the needed output. In the world of principalities, their codes are called mysteries. I follow you now. And these codes are imputed over territories to get certain output. For instance, are you with me? When God created this earth, this ground you just matched before you came here, He created it, the architectural or civil engineering design is in the book of Psalms 24, verse 1 and 2. Can we check that? I said 20 minutes to talk my jargons. 20 minutes for jargons. Then I will now give us, speak plainly. Psalms 24, verse 1 and 2. Hallelujah. All right. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he had founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Let's stop there. How many of you have been by B Division today? You, have, you drove past B Division. You walked past it. You know that left side after the B Division that used to be flooded? Have you noticed that some people are sand filling it? You have seen that? Why is that? Why are they sand filling it? Because it's a waterlogged place. In the design of the earth, as you can see, the Bible said that God founded the earth on the seas. And where is Job? He's a civil engineer. In order for them to construct, they don't like water law areas. They have to cover the water, swallow it up, fill the gap, the space that the water would have stayed, so that they can build solid stuff on it. And also. But you see, the Bible is saying that God founded the earth on water. Indicative of the fact that the earth doesn't have a foundation. Now, because the earth does not have a foundation, it survives on a delicate balance. The balance that sustains the earth is in the spirit realm. Follow me. Second Samuel. The balance, the pillars that sustain the earth, they are in the spirit realm. Are you with me? Sorry, first Samuel. Um, are you in First Samuel chapter two? Verse 
I don't want to do so much reading. There's a scripture I need that you will help me find now. Verse 8, ba? Okay. Um, let's read Anna's prayer verse 2 any day we have time uh, Daniel you program it we are going to do school of prophets we'll start with this scripture in learning how to perceive spiritual things there is a school we are going to do there is none holy ask the Lord that's verse 2 for there is none besides thee, neither is there any rock like our God. Talk no more so exceeding proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty men are broken, and they that stumbled were gathered with strength. They that were full have hired themselves for bread, and they that were hungry ceased. So that the barren has born seven, and she that had many children is wax feeble. The Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich. He bringeth low and lifted up. He raised up the poor out of the dust and lifted up the beggar from the dung hill to set them among princes to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillar of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. That, that is to say that the earth actually has a suspension being. Are you with me? Good. So we have a situation here, and the situation is that the earth has no foundations. Because the foundations of the earth are in the spirit realm. And the Bible reveals that the earth has pillars that, sub, that sustain it and hold it in suspension. Now, it happens to be that spiritual things, even though they are steadfast, but they are delicate. On the strength of this truth that we have exposed right now, God gave Israel a catalog of instructions that will help them maintain the delicate spiritual balance that sustained the territory. We call it laws of the earth, or I call it laws of the land. First law of the land. Are you with me? Ah, you're not with me. You see, as your response is cutting what I will say, I've cut off some things now. I say, are you here? The first law of the land is this. Thou shall not shed blood. Now, are you still here? The earth is suspended on a delicate balance. What holds it in place is not in the natural. It's in the spiritual. And spiritual things must be understood so that their jurisdiction can be kept and their jealousy can be preserved. And God said, in view... Of the fact that this is the delicate suspension in which I put the earth, I set the earth. This is how you are going to, if you don't want creation to revolt against you, because creation hangs on a balance. 
you are not going to shed blood. Because if you shed blood, the ground will require that blood out of your hand. Somebody say programming. programming. Now, so if principalities want to set a program, they understand the pillars of the earth. They understand the spiritual principles that sustains the earth. Oh. Are you with me? They understand that. The principalities understand that. They know the laws that govern things, that sustain things, that uphold things. Because of that. They also know the way we think. At least they know the way we think when we are in the flesh. Because that's their domain. They cannot predict us when we function by the spirit. Because we are operating by an ancient wisdom that existed before they showed up. And the true spiritual battle is a battle of staying in the spirit in the midst of contrary situations popping up. The best they can do is to cause stuff to pop up in the external environment and then sincerely hope that you will respond with a fast facility that is not the spirit. They cannot predict that you will, it will, you will go for it. But uh, their attempt is with a view to get you to step out of the spirit to function in the flesh. And if you eventually do that, you are being mastered. Because they understand how flesh functions. From the first strand of it to the last strand of it. Now, principalities come into a territory and they want to gain a portion of that territory. They understand that that territory, there's a spiritual balance that the territory rests upon. So what they come to do is to tilt the balance. If the balance is tilted, the consequences are grievous. And so, the first law says what? Don't shed blood. Because when you shed blood, the land will require it out of your hand. That's number one. You get that? Can we write a list here? Because I want us to understand Makodi, I want us to understand Bene State from the pillars. Are you with me? I want us to peep at it and look at it from the spiritual angle. The things that have sustained the current level of civilization that we see. The trends and the patterns of events. What makes, what creates the next fashionable thing? The next desirable thing? What brings the next pattern and trend of things? Alright. He said, don't shed blood. Can we, can we put it down here? One, know what? No shedding of blood. Because the land has a way of requiring blood that is shed. Now, you see, the way the land requires it is by the principle of compensation. The principle of compensation is most understood by Jews. I don't want to press too deep because it might be a deviation. When the Jew says an eye for an eye, it's not retaliation. Now we read it and we think it is retaliation. No. 
revenge. No. But it's the principle of compensation. Are you here? According to the Jew, there's nothing else you can give that will be equivalent to an eye. If it was an eye that was lost, according to the principle of compensation, it should be something equivalent. And that's why an eye is demanded. And those of us that have gone on pilgrimage, you know you have tall guides. I pray to go on pilgrimage. Somebody went there and the revelation he came with is this one that I'm teaching you. That that an eye for an eye is not revenge because we have been troubled about that scripture. Say no, it's compensation. If you come to my house and you make a way with goat, don't bring bush meat. It cannot compensate effectively. Bring goat. You get it? So when the Bible says that the land will demand that blood, it means there will be a compensation for that blood that is equivalent to what was expended. That's the law of justice. It's factored into the earth. Now, a principality wants to create an entrance for himself into the territory. There's one thing he knows. He knows the laws that bring balance and peace and safety. See, when you hear words like peace, peace doesn't mean lack, lack of trouble. Because most of you know that if the trouble was allowed by God, you know that in the midst of the trouble, you still have. That's, so peace doesn't mean lack of trouble. Peace means nothing is missing and nothing is broken. Those, okay. As we go deeper, you understand the significance of these de definitions. Now, this principality is looking for a way to have influence over the territory. And the only way for him to influence the territory is to make sure that the pillars and the delicate balance upon which peace is established is perturbed. So it violates the laws of the land. See that he now speaking the principality speaking through divination might demand that a certain blood has to come now if not something terrible will happen as long as that blood is given the land will begin to require it the, the repercussion that finds expression thereafter it's not the principality that did it. It's the violation of the principle. And as such, a pattern, a program has already been set in motion that has a definite output. Look at that. Don't forget what our brother said. Zero, 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 zero. These are codes that a computer can understand. Principalities know codes that the earth can understand to produce a certain output but you see as he produces those codes he recommends that man will discharge the responsibility of imputing the code into the land so that a mystery begins to play out and the output is definite can we go can we press further second law of the land 
you can confirm the laws from the Bible. Today I will not give you reference so that you can study. Okay, now. I, I married my wife, okay? If I divorce her and she marries Evangelist Chris and divorces him and then I marry her again, the land will be defiled. That's the laws of the land. The laws. So the land, when promiscuity finds expression in the land, anything that lends itself to boredom, having multiple sex partners, I hope you know. Let me. Should I? The intercessors are going to help us. I hope you know that an act of sex is an act of marriage. Just like the Bible says, if you are joined to the Lord, you are one spirit. That oneness, it takes a joining to achieve oneness. We can abolish a marriage if a joining did not take place. And we discover something. Say, hey! Oh yeah, we wear color again. And then sing one strange hymn. But you see, if there has been a joining, our powers are limited. Are you with me? Because oneness has been achieved. It's only the Holy Spirit through a submission to some levels of, 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 of restitution that can cut off the effect of that journey. Because a law, a mystery has been activated. I would. That mystery that has been activated has a way of affecting what? Hallelujah. And then a program has been released. Now, take note. Take note. When Abraham, God spoke to Abraham that his descendants were going to go into captivity. God told him beforehand, he said, they were going to captivity, he will come and deliver them and all of that. And then he added, while he was giving Abraham insight, he now said, well, during the time that they are in captivity, they will be there for 400 years. And it's going to be like that because the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. What is iniquity? So the first law is no shedding of blood. Second law is what? No form of sexual perversion. Iniquity. 
Please, what is it? What is it? Iniquity. Yes, Boniface. Okay, the outright use of your will against exactly the will of God. The outright use of your will against the will of God. Can you see that the day of ignorance, you can see why God overlooks the day of ignorance, the guy doesn't know. His will was not involved. He was in darkness. You see, but the days when somebody becomes awake and aware, he's capable of iniquity. So a man that doesn't know the ways of God, right? God may... But in order for it to count as iniquity, by some means, God must have raised a standard. Maybe there's somebody in that city that has lived free of that pattern. God can now use that excuse that there was somebody in your midst that lived in your lifetime that did not succumb to your weakness. That man becomes a foundation upon which God will stand to draw the line. Just like God stood on Lot and drew the line for Sodom and Gomorrah. Are you still with me? Iniquity. God says that the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. Indicative of the fact that if the iniquity becomes full, the land itself will eject the Amorites. So you don't have access to land just because you have sea of hope. If you are a practitioner of iniquity, the land, you will not find peace on it because the land has not given you the right to have peace. Things will be missing and things will be broken. All of these things exist because the pillars that sustain the earth are spiritual. And those pillars must be maintained by a delicate balance which is revealed in the instructions that God gave to the children of Israel those days. Let's look at Makoti. Before we look at Boko. From Paetis, see, Eltim prophesied. That means the prophecy is hanging. If you come to a city and you are going to do God's will, somehow God will take your spirit and make your spirit touch the prophecies that are hanging. And then you begin to get ministrations as to the responsibility that is conferred upon you because you have gotten that kind of knowledge. And God will be looking to a generation that will be willing to fulfill those responsibilities. Such a generation will be standing on a different foundation. You see, when you believe a prophecy, it affects your, your mentality. It disabuses a concept, concepts that you have sustained that is not consistent with it. It gives you a focus. It gives you a responsibility. A man that is cursed is also having a mentality. And if God is going to transform a man according to the entire Bible, there's only one way transformation can be achieved. It's by the renewing of the mind. That's where strongholds exist that tie a man to things that are inconsistent with the laws 
Now sustain the balance. You get it? So if God is going to bring about a change in your life, He is going to do something that will change your expectations, change your perspective, change your mindset, change your convictions. You get that? Because the foundation upon which you operate and what determines the outcome of your life and your soul. A man can pray in tongues very, very well. But if the effect of his prayer is not affecting his soul, you will be defeated. Because your foundation is in your soul, your mind. If the Holy Ghost wants to bring about a transformation, it changes the way you think. It changes your perspective. It keeps changing that. So that from the external, people can actually perceive the change that has taken place in your spirit. Alright, let's check this. No shedding of blood. And the principality wants to write a program to ensure that he has some influence in the territory. Every principality has a characteristic feature. Now, we have some principalities that are immoral spirits. They spread the culture of immorality. And they know the kind of territorial violation that is required to empower them. When the laws of the land are violated, what it does is that it yields demonic thrones and demonic influences over the territory. There's a woman that used to come here. She doesn't come. She has not come for a long time. Now. And um, she used to have this terrible family problem. That we were investigating into. Praying all manner of prayers. Pray and pray. Hallelujah. As we were praying, God, in a certain season, began to give us insight. You don't know the woman, so and she has not been coming for a long time. So don't think. When I discovered that there is the husband is belongs to a court, and in order for him to be accepted as a member of that court, the requirement was that he would have to sleep with his first daughter. And when the lady was twelve years old the father of that family entered into that lady as a consummation of his devotion to that order. Are you here? Now, the implication of that was that that lady was initiated instantly. But you see, sexual perversion had taken place. And on the strength of that, something was erected. A throne was yielded. An influence had the advantage in that family. Get that? Now, we said that a program is a code that a computer understands that is intended to yield a definite output. So the programmer must understand the programming language. Is that not so? And then he must understand what he wants. Is that not so? Then he imputes the code 
and the computer's work is also produce the output. So the earth is neutral. The earth does what produces the output if the codes are imputed. But it takes a wisdom. It takes a mystery to initiate a code. And that's why the language of principalities is the language of mystery. That's why if you go to the book of Revelation, you see the mystery of. Because those are codes that have been packaged that will be released into the earth and produce a certain kind of what? Okay. We have understood it to that point. Let us check a few things. Can we come to the body of Christ and then not the entire population, just the body. There has been a trend of consistent deaths among ministers. It doesn't take... It's like every three, three years it happens. Who can help us with the rest? Let's... Christopher, is it possible to see the output in a program and trace it back to the code? That's what we want to do now. We want to check output and what? Trace it to the code that was entered. And then as an intercessor, as a man sent by God, what should we be doing consistently to resist these codes that have been programmed? That's where we have come. Yes. Trends. What? Divorce. Divorce. Let's call it, let's make it broader. Marital upheavals. Because divorce is not the case most often among believers. But marriages are not working. But it's just a sing-along situation. So we call it what? Marital upheaval. Yes. Trends. Patterns. All of these patterns were initiated by highly intelligent beings through codes, through mysteries that were released. Now, as we move, as we advance, you are going to see a lot of things. Why they happen? Because from this stage, I believe that God has released the grace for us to do what we want to do. Yes, who can? Any trend? Poverty. Poverty. The richest agro state, the greatest agro state, is one of the poorest in the country. Poverty. Now, if we increase this scope beyond the church, you will see that there's also strange deaths in families, untimely deaths. It's rampant. 
The other day we were going for a burial on a Friday and we we're seeing ambulances with all kinds of stickers cross on the back of the posters. Somebody that did not bear the cross in life, in death, there's a cross. Now, the number of ambulances that we saw going to that village, I, I think the village is in Vandekia. Just from Makodi to Vandekia, so many ambulances going to different places for burial. There is an intelligent being that is programming something. Okay? Now, when prophecies begin to come, the first thing that God begins to reveal to his people is the foundation upon which they stand, which is prophecies, promises, covenants, oaths. That's where we stand. And we are trying to bring the entire land on this, our own foundation. Meanwhile, On the other side, we have foundations like causes, demonic covenants. We have all kinds of stuff. We have demonic heritages where people are in, to inherit altars. Are you with me? We have, you, we have not finished because violence. We will have to trace these things to the code. It is when we trace them to the code that we can generate the code of conduct for a Bainway preacher. Just in case that person doesn't want to meet with untimely death. There's a code of conduct that he must sustain. We have strategies, we have mysteries like demonic dedications. When we went to school in BSU, we saw several people. Okay, I don't know. Was anybody in school when Kiniki was there? Oh, aha, uh -huh. okay, okay, okay. Hey, yes, you were there. <laughs> Kiniki was in Black Axe Court, but that was not the first court he was in. He was in Witchcraft Court. He was the one that moved Black Axe to a very strange level in this city. So he didn't start people. I think he's from your area, Chibdon. You don't know him from where? Now he was a courtist from the village first and foremost. Before Inan came to BSU and then saw some stubborn boys doing court, they took courtism to another level. When then Victor joined, courtism was just some bad boys smoking around, planning some how to rape girls and all of that. When the Victor came, they said, ah, this, we did this one at the age of 12, raped. You got, see, stop this thing. That's when they started going to herbalist. Victor took them to Odu. Odu is where you will see a herbalist in training can bring rain in dry season. Yes. That's where they went to do charm, and then they started robbery in this time. Court boys started robbery. It was then Victor that brought that down. Yes, Victor Agbenu. You can't catch them. You can't catch them. You, when they are on 
Even if you come close and you touch them, their body is like snake. It draws. You can't catch them. You can't shoot them. But those guys were first and foremost in court. Why was it easy? You, you know why we dedicate children? It will be easy for that child to give his life to Christ when he reaches the age of accountability. Why is it easy for, for, some, for some guys? I hope you know, even people that are not born again have some form of restraint. But some guys don't have it at all. They were dedicated. A mystery was effected in their birth. That's one of the things that principalities have educated the people that speak for Satan to put in place as a basis of having recruit to do the dirty work of Satan in the temple. I don't know, but Kiniki was a fearless man. Kiniki. People that know him. He killed somebody in Union Greek with a snooker. That snooker stick. Broke it. And then when the cutting edge came out, because black axe doesn't kill with gun. You can't arrest him. Because he has spiritual power. He can do something. The commission of police won't sleep. So it's better for you to allow him go. So those guys were strong in the spirit. And then they were caught in the natural. So some of these governors had to fraternize with them because they knew, they knew that the security agencies could not handle them. Those people, those people were victims of demonic dedication. Just like we are dedicated to God. Those ones that are dedicated to the enemy and it is easy for them to yield to Satan. That's a mystery. So those guys that are kingpins in the way of violence trace their dedication. Are you with me? Marital upheaval. When a strong spirit, I hope you know when we talk about marital issues, that's the jurisdiction of the spirit we call marine. We don't have any other name for it. That's why we call it like that. Meanwhile, when the devil was casted out from heaven, with the demons that he was casted out, the Bible says some, when they landed the earth, some landed in the sea, and some landed on land. So we have spirits that have their operating base as land, mountain tops, cave areas, hills, and some operate from the sea. We have come to discover by experience that the ones that operate from the sea have one assignment and one assignment only. To destroy accurate marriage order. That's the assignment. Anything that has to do with marriage is in their realm. So, they have the opinion that if somebody is promiscuous, the person will find it difficult to get married. They have the opinion that if you cannot give birth, you find it difficult to get married. Even if you are married, your marriage will be shaky. Are you with me? So, they have mysteries by which they can stop women from getting married. They have mysteries by which they can make women to become pro promiscuous. Men to become promiscuous. So have four sex partners. By the time somebody is meeting with four different women consistently, that, that person is no longer a human being. Oh, you have not known? Your destiny is from God. 
But the easiest way not to fulfill that destiny, to no matter how high you have gone, is to embrace the bosom of a strange woman. It doesn't matter how jandered your destiny is, you are going down. So, the marriage covenant is what that spirit is against. So, when we see any territory where marriage is shaky, marriage is difficult, all of that is in view, there is a mystery that has been put in place to produce that output. Are you with me? Mystery. Mystery. Yes, in Christ Jesus, there's another chance. But you must understand that the another chance will come to you after you have yielded to the process of the Holy Ghost. Because if a lady was saying the other time during counseling that I almost had hypertension. Counseling. In fact, from that time, I stopped counseling by style. To give myself a break. Now she has had about a hundred sex partners. As at the time we are talking, she was below 30. Is that a human being? She is a victim of a mystery. It will take an elaborate process of dealing to restore that life from all the windows that are open. And many people are not ready to submit under the process that God will begin used to restore that life. Are you with me? They are not ready to submit under that process. It is not going to be palatable. It will be very difficult. Your skin will burn. But if you refuse to run away from God's government over your life, you'll be whole again. It's a mystery. Hallelujah. When you see widespread Poverty, there is a mystery. There is a covenant of exchange. I hope you know money is just a medium of exchange. So there is a covenant of exchange that has taken place. If people can accept long life in exchange for poverty. If people can have, accept security from a particular spirit in exchange for wealth. So when there's widespread poverty, there is a mystery that is at work. I think I need to stress this marital upheaval much more to strike a balance here. And we need to say it white and black, the way it is. A lady got pregnant in the fellowship. I told her, you can't abort. Because if blood, if you abort... And blood is on your hands. You have, you have activated 
a mystery. You have played into the domain of a principality. And that prince will keep demanding the recompense of that error. So when she accepted that she will not go for abortion, I told her that your destiny is still in view, but the path to fulfill it has changed. The path that is left for you is a path that is leading with a lot of pressure and a lot of trials. Because from that day henceforth, any man that comes to your life, most men are coming to sleep with you because they know there's an exhibit. Most men will not come to you because they love you. Can we be plain? Then she now accused me that I was speaking hard words instead of me to be comforting. In that case, the truth is the comfort that is required. When they administer Isaiah to a wound, it is in view of At that point, it doesn't matter how beautiful you are anymore. You are played into the domain of a mystery. Holy Ghost will heal and restore, but you are under obligation to submit to Him with that choice and accept what has come because you have influenced something that has given a spirit a basis of accusation. Are you with me? And if somebody submits, a time come when God takes away the ground of claims and also passes into the person's soul and administers healing. At that point, the person becomes like a virgin. Because the person is healed from the foundation and the accusations around the person's life. Let me suggest to you, if you are a preacher, a pastor, a believer, that you want to live long here, cry. If I can cry, stay away from women. This one I'm telling you is the survivor technique God has revealed to me for long life. Here. Maybe people that are in Porta Court can touch women and they are, it doesn't affect their lifespan. But I'm telling you the one of the middle bed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Just in case you are married, go and look at your wife and say, You and I will be at one. Oh, Malate Mosa. Listen to me. The reason why death we knocks on the corridors of ministers in this town is they don't leave women. Meanwhile, I need you to understand that when we were three years old, some women came here. And the reason why they came was to see if we were interested. When they stayed for that year and they saw that there was nothing happening, they left. They have been going around the place. Hallelujah. I can say that one now. When it was happening, 
We were calling on the Lord for help and deliverance. Because they came with what? With a mystery. They came with what? A program. You know a software when you put it on the driver and you slot it. The team picks by itself. Windows installer. Boom. The program is already in, in, uh, initializing. And the principality knows the output. If you are to die, let that loss and uh, itself kill you. But nobody. Oh, oh. That loss, eh? Tell the loss. You can slay me yourself. Because that loss is a program. It's a mystery. You don't know where the pool is coming from. They are programming you from somewhere. And then you are there saying, Oh, it's because I'm working here. No, if you resign, they will follow you to Shongo. The mystery is already... The Bible said the mystery of iniquity is already at work. Hallelujah. Have I told you the story of when I was in the university? There was a lady that they sent from that court. And she was making attempts for five years. Five years. I was I started working in Abuja. The lady came to Abuja. Those days there was GSM was not popular. She located my office from Makodi. Because she thought, okay, now that money has come, maybe his values have changed. Then she saw that things did not really change. They posted me back to Makodi. We went for Mount Pites Crusade. The lady appeared. They say, oh, somebody, pray. Ah! <laughs> See, that thing is a mystery. Umar Pai could say that if you go to the crusade with somebody from home and you lose contact till you get back, then you came and you were free. Say, when you were praying, oh! It was a mystery that came. For five years. After five years, when nothing happened, she preached to me and said, don't leave God again. The way you have served him, don't leave him. Meanwhile, I know pastors, young pastors like myself, that that lady has removed their cap. Because when she touches you, this anointing will rest again. If you want to live long in Tivland, we have debts everywhere. If you plan to live long, whole body, tell your neighbor whole body. It's a taboo for fornication to be Head here. Say taboo. Hallelujah. First. Secondly, another mystery he brings is that he brings a politician that has dedicated money to an idol to come and give you money. And that's how the influence that the Holy Ghost is bringing is cut off. Number one is true immorality. 
Number two is through what? Money. Money. Let me tell you, Benue State has not yet matured enough for a preacher to receive money from a politician and be free. Just in case that day they called preachers to government as you went there, you need to repent. Because you are carrying a black cap. No, I'm not joking. The money you received, how much was it? Meanwhile, you have sold something out. Because if God was not standing with that man, and you came there to receive that money, that you are in support of what he's doing, you have sold your right to become an agent of influence in this land. And that's the easiest way to be cut off. By policy. I don't receive money from politicians. If we need to render a service to them, we'll do it for free. Listen to me. A preacher must wait for God's time. You will wait. We will all wait for God's time. We need money. But we will not we will move as long as God at the pace that God makes resources available. Because embedded in some of these things are what? Mysteries. In a land where there is bloodshed, one of the which like Benway, I hope you know. The land speaks ill against the people on it. And so we need to perpetually plead the blood on that land to cover that voice. If we are going to stand and confront the spirit of sexual perversion, you yourself must not be a victim. And if you are not a victim, it means you are not standing on that foundation. I'm standing on a different foundation. Thy throne, no God, is forever. The scepter of thy kingdom is the right scepter. I'm on a different foundation. And the power of that foundation upon which I stand will find expression anywhere I go. So I carry my foundation with me. You get that? How does a cause travel from one generation to another? Causes are implemented by demons, we understand that. But they are strengthened by iniquity. Because if somebody, a generation rises up and says, No, we are not party to this anymore. Yes, the demon who is an illegal spirit will try to bring the heat of that setback and you still refuse and you still keep fighting. A time comes when your probation period is fulfilled. And the, jealous, the jealousy of God will put that spirit at bay. I doesn't have any basis of accusing this person because he has fought for his destiny by his faith and conviction. Because it's written in the law of God that our fathers will not eat salt grape and the children's teeth will be on edge. So if you make your choice and you stand by your convictions, irrespective of the situations, you will produce a generation that is free of that smoke. 
Like you were telling me about your family and the things happening. All that is required is a woman, a man of conviction. Forget about the manipulation. That's what spirits do. But let your resolve be strong. That's all. You think we came from free, from free brother? We fought our way here. And we have vowed that we will not fear God. So we cannot say it was loss that moved us. No. We understand that loss is a programming. Because loss cannot move your will. You will make a choice about your will. Whereas we may not be able to cast out lust forever. It may come. Hallelujah. But we can decide to yield to it or not. And we choose not to. Burn the whole flesh. But we are standing. When you are tired, you go. When we notice that loss is coming, we take a fast. Uh, everything that the flesh brings is food that feeds it. It will starve the flesh. The flesh too, it will be weak. So these are the mysteries that have been applied to the land that has produced these patterns. If you are going to live long as a preacher, leave women alone. And don't take money from a politician. These things have cut off men that went ahead of us. Why is it that is when small influence comes that focus is just love? It means we are small people. We are not big inside. Small money is riding a Benz. He has... Is now make, what are we talking about? Can't we hold the nations down for God? Hallelujah. Just in case you have a recent record of fornication, as we rise to pray now for 30 minutes, make sure you are at liberty before we go out of this door. Hallelujah. And then make a vow. Amen? That you are not going to function by satanic mysteries. Okay. Shala wants to say something. Relations that are into evil things and they give you money. Some relations that are into evil things and they give you money. Okay. Some relations that are into evil things and they give you money. Well, I don't want to claim to have all the answers. Anybody wants to respond to that? You want to respond to that? Please give her the mic. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. My response to his answer is this. You personally know that your brother, his source of money or his source of wealth is not by God's direction. There is satanic attachment to it. You know very well. You as a child of God, whatsoever offering coming to that dimension, I believe that you must avoid it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, we, we didn't go too deep today because of time. Okay, mommy, please help us. Tomorrow we'll talk about claims. Claims. Covenants. Truces. Oats tomorrow. I feel it depends. It depends. I ask God. Okay. Ask God. Something as simple as about two weeks ago, this Yahoo Yahoo boys got my one thousand on the phone. 
So when they now wanted more money, I now asked the Holy Spirit, do I give them, do I give this thing? Because at that time I had not realized that it was 419. So immediately I asked, the Holy Spirit responded, did you ask me the first time? Uh oh. Did you ask me? I knew. I knew I now had break. I didn't send the second money. So sometimes we don't ask because sometimes God will want you to take. Other times he will tell you no. So I think the best thing is to ask God. Because at a time, the children of Israel were living in Egypt. And they took gold from Egypt out. So it, Exactly, exactly. Um, so you can't be definite that this is... First of all, just establish a rapport with the Holy Spirit. Asking him simple, simple things every day. Finally, pastor will talk. Praise the Lord. Uh, my response to this is just simple. That we must understand that it's not just about whether the money is right or wrong. It's about God's eternal purpose. It's God that is working something in that man's life, in your life, and every other person's life. Hallelujah. Uh, there are some people that God will ask you to take their money, not because he's saying the money is right, but he's just wanting you to establish a relationship that will bring about the redemption of that person in the future. Hallelujah. So God, just like mommy said, if you have the Holy Spirit, you ask him before you do certain things. There's so much of relations that when you reject that money from them, they can never in this life give you attention again for the gospel. And maybe you may be the link that God wants to use to bring that person to, the, to God. The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Jesus himself gave his life for us. We are not qualified for it. We are bad, but he gave us something. Praise the Lord. So my answer to this is just like mommy said, we should understand that it is God's purpose, not you, not the person. Amen. Amen. Now, our code of conduct. We got the first two. Second, the third point, which I would have raised, we'll raise that one tomorrow, is understanding the brotherhood. You know, the Bible speaking, saying, I will give unto you the key of David. You open and no man can shut. And you shut and no man can open. David means beloved. There is a key of the beloved. That key can only be operated by a place where the power of the brotherhood is vibrant. Right? So we are going to talk about the power of the brotherhood tomorrow. What responsibility do I have for Mommy Gudu, for Tena, for Peter, for Kephas? I have the responsibility. I have responsibility toward them. That's the only way we can stand on the foundation that God is making available and fulfill the mandate for us in this hour. Now, if you are going to contend with a mystery, you must be functioning with a mystery, with another mystery. Alright? Good. And that's why our own mysteries are the things we highlighted that day. The mystery of heritage, of promises, of prophecies, of covenants, and of oaths. Are you with me? 
Now we have a prophecy over us by Pa Etin. And there have been many other prophecies over us. God doesn't leave his people without prophecies. The prophecy reveals a line of action, reveals a possibility, reveals a potential. Alright? Those are the things that should shape our understanding and our perspective. Those are the things that should become a reference point and a plumb line that will shape our lifestyle, our expectations, our actions and culture should be as a result of these things. So we are going to see how to step into it and also we'll talk about the power of the brotherhood tomorrow. Then you are going to see that there is a covenant that should exist between me and him. Him and me. If somebody comes into this place and he can get your attention against somebody that is supposed to be in the brotherhood, it means you are a traitor. We'll talk about the brotherhood in deeper terms tomorrow. The people of God do not celebrate iniquity in any sense. The most righteous thing to do when you are under the influence of the spirit of lust is to call your leader. This is what is happening. Once you release it, you say it out. The power to control your heart is lost. He that covereth his sin shall not prosper. If we are going to deal with sin corporately, then we must be ready to satisfy the law of Christ with demands that we should bear one another's body. And just in case somebody comes to you and says, this is the problem I'm passing through. It should die in the grave of your heart. We will talk about all those things. That, those are the things that will bring a healthy fellowship. Because it's not just church growth we are talking about. Church health is as important as church growth. Because cancer is a growth. Uh, what do I call it? Uh, tumors are growths. But they are not healthy growths. Now, we are going to pray. First prayer point is that God will baptize us with blazing holiness. I mean holiness from inside out. That you are one with the Spirit in mind and in passion. You are always one with the Holy Ghost in mind and in passion. And when the Spirit begins to influence your heart, you will know that I'm not there's an attack. A program is seeking a ground to function. And you will deal with that program the way you will deal with the devil. Blaze in holiness. Blaze in holiness. That's the first prayer point. Can we rise? We just have about 25 minutes. Okay, if you if you be more comfortable sitting down, you can sit down it's not an obligation that you must rise. Okay? Please. Especially for our mothers. You can sit down. We want to pray for blazing holiness.
there is a program in our territory that wants to sell the vision of immorality among brethren and ministers to the end that death will be numbered among us as a citizen. But right now we want to ask for blazing holiness. That God will work a work on our hearts. Whether we are at home or we are outside of home, whether we are isolated or we travel, that that spirit will be the mystery by which we function. Can we pray today? There, there are too many deaths in the body of Christ. Not just deaths from new combat. Deaths in high places. It's as if the hidden is saying, where is our God? All kinds of deaths. Premature deaths. Strange deaths. Mysteries. But we as the people of God today, we take our stand for blazing holiness. For all of us in courtship, just in case you, all of us in courtship, take this to heart. We are Puritans. Make sure nothing tampers with the foundation. Can you begin to commit that heart to God? Maybe right now there's a war in the heart already. There's a war in the heart already. You can release that war to the Holy Ghost. Take sides with the spirit of blazing holiness. Blazing holiness. Blazing holiness. Blazing holiness. Blazing holiness. Blazing holiness. In Jesus' mighty name. An intercessor visited me the other day and told me when he was praying, entering into the spirit realm, being guided by the Holy Ghost. Then suddenly a vision comes. And he was interceding about Makoti. Then he's, he's seen a woman with an arrow and a quiver with a bow, sorry. The quiver. The, what is supposed to be the arrow is a serpent. Hallelujah. That's a mystery. That vision is revealing a mystery. And then the serpent is shot at a preacher, for instance. And the venom is transferred. What has been released is a mystery. When spiritual warfare is in view, it is a battle of thrones and mysteries. Suddenly you see somebody that was passionate for God, he begins to lose spiritual, his spiritual server. You remember what that wizard told you? That they have a conclave of wizards that are against your church. That each of the wizards has his own separate kind of power. That his own power, because the wizard came to him and said, we don't like you. We want you to live here. Because this is your church. Even though I like it, but I know that if I join, 
you will take my power. But that my power, my own is a flute. That flute is not normal. It's what? It's a mystery. He said, when he blows the flute, even if you are spiritually high, you go. You can't explain it. Many of you that lost your spiritual life, your prayer life in February, maybe it was a flute. Oh! <laughs> and a mystery goes to work. Something that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. That's not a call. So you can't trace it. What did I do wrong? No, it's a mystery. It's, it's as if you know what I'm talking about. That flute. You are, you are aware of it. It's a spiritual flute that takes away the spiritual sever of a man. If you are going to contend with a mystery, you need a mystery yourself. And one of the mysteries that God wants to initiate us into in this season is the spirit of blazing holiness. See, fight it when it is still a thought. You are not with me. See, the Bible says, if I regard iniquity, not commito, if I regard this, it blocks the valve of communication to, with God. Can we, can we open up and receive the spirit of blazing holiness right now? That's one of the strategies that God gave. Blazing holiness. He said, fight it when it's a thought. Rebel against it when it is precipitated. Use all our ministers as a point of contact and our leaders as a point of contact to reach the land, to reach the body of Christ right now. We adopt the mystery of blazing holiness. The mystery of blazing holiness. The mystery of blazing holiness. Mosate la habrasketo balakabanta. Zabra makapata la babo shekete la bala. Mumbra saila nate kobate basi. Mebra sakote masaka balata mansanda. Mebra satebo. When it is still a thought. When it is still a thought. When it is still a thought. Contend with it and cast it down. You can only fight a mystery with another mystery. We hold in hand the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Unto thee it is given to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Mulate kosketa briada balata mensole. Mulate kosketa la bramina kanta briada babasata. Mulate kasketa briada basakwa. Zebra makamba sata kone bandahila. Zibrando kapera keskapela nakaba. Zibrando, zibrando, zibrando saka kola de. Musa sataba. Babre kapeto saka malataya. Enso menakatebala Ruta basaila Ruta kesopata kena balantama 
a mystery. Everything that is beginning to colonize your heart that is contrary to righteousness, you can arrest it while it is still a thought, while it is still trying to negotiate with your will. You can speak to it, you can cast it down, you can cast out that imagination, you can dethrone it. It's a mystery, a program seeking to take a hold of your heart. Grace is released to you today. Grace to function in the spirit of blazing holiness. Imbra Mosa Henta Kabela Hamantalia Mahatala Babosa Capresca Tendo Heladis Maita Hala Bosa Nante Sobalate Mebresketeze Mebresketeze Mepresa Catusa Nate Cassetoma Mebroscante Bobolia Marahabasca we receive insulation from the Holy Ghost just in case you made a mistake you can receive grace and mercy 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 you can receive it right now Just in case you committed a blunder. Do not run from the hand of God. David said, I will run to you. You deal with me. Don't run away from him. Run to him. He is gracious. He is merciful. If by any means you miss it, don't run away from him. Run to him. Run to him. Run to him. There is grace. With him there is plenteous redemption. With him there is mercy. We receive that spirit over this house. Blazing holiness. As a mystery from God. Thy throne O God is forever. The scepter of thy kingdom. Is a right scepter. A people of righteousness. We have to stand for God. A people that will tell the devil, you cannot operate me. We are the circumcision that worship the Father in spirit. We rejoice in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We have no confidence, no confidence in the flesh. More Kobesila, Kobesila, Braskata Balante Kosa Nabera, Muradela, Mabrasketo, just in case you are married. And the devil is trying to fight to turn your face outside. Forbid him. Forbid him. Forbid him. Forbid him. Cast down that imagination. Dethrone that hiding. 
Dethrone it right now. Dethrone it. Dethrone it. Our strategy against the enemy is blazing holiness. Blazing holiness. Radiating righteousness. The Lord is assuring us that no evil will be able to overpower us if we subscribe to this strategy, this mystery. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Can we receive grace to walk in absolute sexual purity? Grace to walk in absolute sexual purity. Hallelujah. Somebody might be saying, Pastor, why are you? No. Say strategy. As long as we do not break sexual laws, the devil has nothing to do with us. Because we are going deep. We are going to remove things, uproot things, burn things, destroy things. You are at liberty to destroy things. Hallelujah. But the code is this. Sexual purity. Sexual purity. Can we receive that grace? That grace for sexual purity. For sexual purity. Sexual purity. Sexual purity. Sexual purity. Oh my God. The devil fights with mysteries. We also must fight with mysteries from the kingdom of God. Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Once you have not broken sexual laws. Once you have not lifted up your soul to an idol. You can cut down every form of darkness in the land. And nothing will hurt you. Give us grace. To be sexually upright. Grace. Not to break sexual laws. Grace. 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 Kabolanana. Grace. Shentabalanana. Grace. Kapatalababola maskata. Grace. Zikapatabalabalabalaba. Shambraskata babodoko prekete. Likapata basaka pata la babokoto. Brekete la bakasketo priada bakanta balata. Shepakasketo masale babata mantale. Zemakasketo la barante brekete. Zemakasketo priada bakanta babalata. Zemakante baseka mena kadea basata ba. Embraka peto kaskate malata mena. Entrateskata balanta babolimana. Ibra makaita mansakata. Ibra makaita masobelata me. Braketo pakapata la babolata. Breskate la kasketo mena kandelia. Brekete la bakuska manshalaba. Bata pata babaranta baboria. Don't have transport money. Leave that place. Call. 
I'm stranded. We will send you money to come back home. Hallelujah. But don't, especially if the life of that person is questionable. Let's stay alive. And just in case you did not know, and maybe you received something before, it, it is not, it is not functional. Today we are awake and aware. Let's live by the code. In Jesus' mighty name. Many things have been programmed into the land. We need another mystery to counteract it. We need another foundation to stand. God will help us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Tomorrow, we are going to meet again, 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock. We'll go deeper. And then we'll now see our responsibilities to one another in this territory. Our responsibilities that we are supposed to uphold. And God will give us grace day and night to fulfill it. And we'll be there for everybody. We'll be there for one another. The devil will not come and snatch any life. It will not be permitted. There's a power that is in the brotherhood. Such that the devil cannot come and snatch somebody. That was what was operational. When somebody died, they went and called Peter. And said, this one has a record. This one cannot die. Because the person was in the brotherhood. That power went to work and brought her back. People in the brotherhood don't die. Nothing can take them before their time. God will help us tomorrow. We are blessed. As you pass by the door, you see the offering basket. Cast a seed. God bless you. Five o'clock tomorrow, we'll be back here. Please, the prayer wasn't enough. So you, when you get back, top it. Top, like engine oil in the car. Top. Amen. No form of sexual misconduct. And it will be blazing holiness. When the thing is being concocted in the heart, dethrone it. Dethrone it. Don't regard it. God bless you.